Hello and welcome to the Huddersfield Town preview show in association with Sports Broker. We've got a bit of a, a local journalist special today. I'm pleased to be joined by Richard Sutcliffe and Leon Wobshall. Sorry, Leon, I swallowed your first name then. Um, how are you two both doing? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Bad. Not too good, bad. Good. Um, if we, we start with you, Leon, we, we, you were... You were here last week uh, at yeah. the John Smith Stadium for the, for the win against West Brom. That was obviously a really great performance and that was backed up by a bit of a, uh, a disappointing one in midweek, um, the mm. loss uh, away to, to QPR. Is that sort of how, how you see things just going in, in the Championship in general? You can be high as a kite one minute against one of the you know third yeah. best team in the division and then you know against somebody who's almost level pegging with you, it's, it's 50-50. Yeah, I mean it's difficult in these in these three game weeks as well. Obviously, we're straight after an, an international break. You, you don't, you tend not to get too many. Ill, many teams will just, you know, win win all three of them. There'll probably be a bump in the road somewhere. It was as well. It's always difficult going to QPR, wasn't it? They've got a good home record. You know, travelling to London on a Wednesday night um, and, and just being ed, edged out there. Um, it yeah. was excellent on on Saturday. Um, thought they outworked. Out, outwitted um, West Brom, you know, all across the park. Very, West, I mean, West Brom had a hell of a lot of possession, but they didn't. They weren't particularly threatening with it. I didn't think. And no, Tom looked comfortable. I thought. Yeah, they won the mid, midfield battle as well. I think that's. Um, yeah, that was the one of big biggest um, tricks, really. You know, Scott High and and uh, Lewis O'Brien. They were against Alex Mower and and Jake Livermore. Both of them looked very uh, rusty for me. They were they were coming back after a few games out. Won the battle there, um, you know, and even for all the ball that West Brom had and the, and the um, efforts, not necessarily on target on goal, yeah, wasn't any real threat. And it was probably Town who had the best chance of the second half, really, wasn't it? Through, through Danny Ward, so very comfortable, excellent game management, fitness levels, yeah, and um, yeah, they look like they're onto something at home, and it, it's obviously not, um, it's not ideal going from a Wednesday night to a Saturday, but. I'd say at least at least town are at home, aren't they? And they've got a yeah. very very strong record here. I think they've kept something like is it four clean sheets in a row? Yeah. So um, at least at least they're at home on Saturday. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. The, the home form is, is definitely a huge positive, and and what the the season so far has been built on the back of. Richard, how much have you got to see town so far this season? Yeah, well, I saw the uh, the game against against Sheffield United. Covering yeah. Sheffield United every week, but I've seen them a couple of times since, and uh, it's looking decent. Always at home, which yeah. obviously might skew the picture slightly, certainly in terms of results. Yeah, but you know, I've been you know very impressed. I'm, I'm, so I admit I didn't really see this season coming for Town yeah. as it's panned out so far. I don't think you were alone in that. To you be know, fair, yeah, you know, because you know the game at Sheffield United, it was you know Sheffield United had a bad start, and I thought, well, this might just be the game for them, but I thought Town were brilliant. You know, they sort of everything up and then, you know, hit hit with that explosive, you know, pace really just to get it done. You know, Solomon Thomas for the, I think, for the assist for the first goal, which obviously has continued. I know he's dipped off a little bit lately, or he seems to have done. But yeah, yeah no, it's because having seen him at home, you know, you, you maybe the, the view is skewed, but it really does look like the clubs, well, certainly the, the, the playing sides in, in a good place. Yeah, um, one thing that I've run past you two because obviously you, you two have seen so many championship seasons and you both experienced in, in this kind of area. What do you think the difference is, apart from the obvious of, of having your home fans there, but that disparity between home and away form, it happens quite often, doesn't it? For, for different clubs, it's 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 almost cliche, but 
how can teams go about sort of readdressing that balance? Because if Towns away form was, was half as good as the home form, then the season would even be far more positive than it already is. Yeah, it's, it's one of the sort of rules of football, right? It, which we sort of lost during lockdown, which probably gives us a big clue yeah. as to why it is like it is, because there was no fans here. So all of a sudden, you know, if you look at the league table, there were, there were, there were some teams who won more games away from home than they did at home. Whereas now we've got the fans back. It's sort of reverted again. You know, it's gone back to the normal. And I think that is it, really. You know, you've got people on your side. And, you know, it's the familiarity. You know, it's your it's your ground. It's your place. You know, you've, if you're a player, you know exactly the routine. You're coming into it. You know, you, you don't get delayed in traffic if you're on the team bus, that sort of thing. It's it's, it's just one of those, you know, I'm, I'm sure coaches have, and, and, you know, people try to think out the box have tried to find out why it is the case and then try and change it away from home. But... It just seems to be those, sort of one of those unwritten rules of football, full stop, not just the championship, that, you know, your home is is, is where you prosper. Yeah. And obviously the town, you know, exceptionally so this season, you know, I don't think the disparity is usually as big as it is this time, but there's certainly something that, uh, that these guys love about playing at the John Smiths. Yeah. Leon, do you think it's one of them things that can can perhaps get in your head if you, if you do have a few bad results away and, and people start mentioning it as, as I do and, and we have that, you know, you're away from it and the best, it might just creep in the back of your mind and it's it's there for you and you, you kind of, you're just too aware of it perhaps. Yeah, I mean, quite quite possibly. I mean, looking at looking at middles with there's little, little bits of a of an issue there. I think they've only once, it must, it must only be a couple of games away from home. And they've had some sort of, you know, rough, um, rough results. They went to Hull, and uh, and got beaten. Hull, I think it was Hull's first home win of the season. That was about wow. a mo- about a month ago. Um, went to Coventry as well uh, earlier this season, and got beat pretty convincingly as well. So they've had some, yeah, they've had, they've had some difficult ones away from home. It tended to, tended to be when they've taken big big away followings as as well. Yeah, uh, they went a hole with a sold out away and lost, and the same at Coventry as well. And obviously, they've got the game at, at Huddersfield as well. Plenty of expectation um, on the shoulders there. I mean, I, I think Richard's right in what he says about obviously the fact with with fans with fans coming out coming back. It's changed the dynamic, hasn't it, for yeah home and away games? But I just also think with the championship, I just don't think quite a lot of teams are really good enough really to to sort of. Um, be really sort of consistent away from home. I, I think the the fact that fans are, are coming back in helps teams at home, but I just don't see that much, aside from one or two teams that much you know quality for teams to get really strong away records. Probably you know the likes of of Fulham and Bournemouth, but you could see them maybe you know winning something like you know 10, 12 games away from home. But yeah. I don't see many others perhaps doing that this year. Okay, that's a perhaps a fair point. I mean, Fulham, Fulham and Bournemouth at the minute are playing in a, a completely different competition yeah. to everyone else. So that's you know, it's, yeah. it's almost it, it defeats the purpose of, of trying to compete, you know, compare yourself against them because it's it's not really a, an honest comparison, sort of monetarily yeah. or, or form wise. Their, their sort of ambitions and and what's available to them is completely different. So it's it's one of those where you've got to be a bit honest with yourself as well, I think, at the same time. And and if Town are in a similar sort of boat to the teams that are around them, then, then yeah. that's probably not a bad sign. I think one of the points we made after the uh, after the QPR game was had that exact fixture played at the John Smith Stadium on that evening, it would have likely been 1-0 the other way around and, yeah. and that would have been the deciding factor. So um, in that sort of a 
a scenario. It's not it's not the end of the world. Obviously, it's something that that I imagine that the the lads in Carlos will want to address and get better at. Um, but in that sense, it's it's, it's something they, they can obviously tackle and, and do as they please with. Um, if we, if we have a look at, at Borough, uh, Leon, they've, they've obviously had a completely opposite season to what Town have enjoyed in that Town have been quite consistent. We've, we've known what's coming. Uh, the team's settled, the manager's settled, all of that sort of stuff is is, is quite consistent and, and, and in place. Whereas for Borough, they've had to change manager. The team's been, you know, fiddled with and, and you know, they're not really settled on their best side yet. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, Chris Wilder's gone in, and there's a there's a short, a medium, and and a long a long term there, isn't there? I mean, yeah. it's, it's well documented. He's what he'll be wanting to change change the way of of playing. And I think another thing that, that judging by his comments, that he certainly feels he needs to address it, it is the fitness. I mean, you look at the I think the first half form um, form table. There's something like third. In the in the championship, but in the second half, it, the drop down is something like 18th and 19th. So okay. that does, um, by definition, um, suggest there is an issue there with with you know fitness, not just managing the game in the second half, but but fitness as well. You know they've they've got themselves in good position in the first half, then they've fallen away and, uh, on a lot of occasions. We've, we've obviously talked about Huddersfield's away. Yeah. Um, away issues in the last last few weeks, letting in late goals, and that's probably more little elements of concentration because they're a very fit side. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. There's an issue there for well, there's plenty of issues for Wilder. He wants to get the side in his own image. There's certain players who just won't fit into his way of playing. Um, he's spoken about this, you know, in parts of his squad not being balanced. And there's the um, a bit of the the fitness aspects I've touched upon. So he's also got to get results as well, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, they're one of those teams who. You know they'll still they'll be looking at the table. The table's probably the friend in some respects. You know it looks like there's going to be a couple of slots open for somebody in the second half of the season. They've got to try and keep in touch in that regard. So he's got a he's got a hell of a lot to, um, to do, and he's obviously um, you know be wanting to get his his first win sooner rather than later. Yeah, Richard, it's fair to say that, that Chris Wilder's first couple of games haven't gone exactly to plan with drawing at home to to Millwall and then. Then losing that last game at home as well to Preston. This is our first game away, but the longer he's in charge, he's one of those managers with with such specific ideas and the way he wants to play that it, it it's not going to come overnight. It's, it's it's a really tough way of learning how to play the game and and something that if you weren't in the greatest form beforehand, it's it's not going to come to you um, straight away. But you'll have obviously seen and, and known a lot about him from from his time in in South Yorkshire. Is, is there some insight you can give into? What town can expect from Chris Wilder and this side at the weekend? Do you think? Yeah, it's a difficult one for him, really. Because obviously, it's like Leon says, it's an inherited team, and fitness is an absolutely huge part of, of how he does things. Yeah. Um, you know, but not just at Sheffield United, right through Northampton, Oxford, Halifax. You know, him and him and Alan Neil have a thing in pre-season called Terror Tuesday, where they just run. The, there's no science to it whatsoever. They just run the <laughs> players basically till the drop. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it made me, you know, I've watched it admittedly in Spain and, and Portugal and it makes me sweat on the sidelines just watching them because it's three sessions and it's just running, 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 running. But it's all geared towards giving them, you know, that, that lasting sort of energy during the season, which obviously they've not got at the moment. You know, you look at the results, they've not been great, but there have been little signs and it reminded me a little bit of David Wagner when he came in here at town. 
and I think his first game was against, um, I think, was it Middlesbrough? But we yes. saw, I think they lost that day, so, but we saw the signs yeah. that something was actually happening. <clears throat> and I think it's been a little bit like that with Borough in the fact that you can see what he's trying to do. He's not got the personnel to do it. And, you know, January will be a help, but I don't think Middlesbrough will actually see a Chris Wilder team until next summer because I think when you look at a squad like, like Borough have got, and I know it was an issue at the start of the season, Obviously, Neil Warnock was here for one season and he wanted his sort of players. Yeah. But, you know, there were people on the sort of, you know, the, the, the football administration side who were also looking to the future, which obviously as manager, Neil not Neil's not necessarily going to do because it was all about this season. So they were after a certain sort of player. Neil was after his own sort of player, you know, bringing in Lee Peltier, people like that, who obviously town know all about. So the squad that Chris has taken over is a little bit of a crossbreed at the moment. Right. So... You know, there'll be high energy. Like I, said, I didn't realise that stat until Leon came up with it about the disparity between first half and second half, which obviously could be really could be a factor on uh, on Saturday. But right. no, it's, 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 you know, I loved watching his teams. I must admit at uh, at Sheffield United, but I don't think we're going to see his, his actual Middlesbrough team until you know February. We'll have a have a hint maybe, but I think it's going to be August when you think, yeah, that's uh, that's got that's got a stamp on it. Okay. Yeah, you think there's there's probably you're looking at that Borough squad. And you you can sort of see certain players who probably will will fit into a wilder side. Yeah. I think I think Paddy McNair at the back, probably ne- uh, Dale Fry as well. Um, Aladdin Forest, you know, the, that, yeah. that sort of player, the energy players, isn't it? That... Yeah, Matt Crooks in midfield. He's you know he's he'll certainly be, uh, be fit after being at, at Rotherham United because the, the, that is that is really is their main focus. He's so. come through the ranks at Huddersfield as well as at Crooks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's yeah. Um, so there's there's sort of certain players you can you can see fitting into a wider team. You know, Duncan Watmore's got a lot of lot of energy. Um, you know, maybe him as well. But you know, you, you look at others and you think you know you can't necessarily see them sticking around. I mean, there's there's been a bit of speculation already about. Um, Uche Pezu, they obviously brought him in from Wickham, Neil Warnock, a big battering ram centre-forward. And there's already stuff coming out in the press suggesting that, you know, Wilder will, will let him go in January. And that's pretty much what Richard said, that, you know, um, Neil brought in some Neil Warnock-type players and 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 they won't fit into what, what Chris is after. So there will yeah. be casualties as, as there will at any club who when a new manager comes in. Yeah. Do you think it's a... a- in a weird way, it's probably a good time to be playing Borough because Town have had it the other way around where we played Forest uh, a few days after Chris Hewton had left the club and that was their first win of the season. Um, and we'd got them in, in high spirits and obviously they had a point to prove. And, and you know, we, we lost two, a rare home loss that day, 2-0 at home. Um, but with this one, with, with it perhaps taking Chris a bit longer to, to get his ideas across and everything, is this a better time to be playing Borough in a strange way? Um yeah, I do. I think I think so. I think as well when you're having these three game weeks and you're playing on a Wednesday, at least on if, if you're playing at home on the Saturday, then you haven't got the, you know, got the travel travel, and you can just sort of focus on on recovery really. And yeah, there obviously are issues with with Middlesbrough's um, away form and the fact that you know in in second half of of games they have sort of um, tailed away. They're obviously one nil up in midweek and. Preston scored twice in the, uh, I think it was last 20 minutes, wasn't it? In a you know, real sort of horror horror winner as well from a defensive point of view. So there are sort of issues there for, for Middlesbrough. And it, it, it could be one of the, you know, 
wouldn't be the biggest surprise for it to be one of those games that's maybe a bit of an arm wrestling and, and settled later on with, you know, Huddersfield, you know, managing it and nicking it, nicking a 1-0. Could definitely be one of those games and with, you know, in a hell of a lot of championship games this season, the, the, they've been arm wrestles and Huddersfield haven't been, haven't been bad at sort of nicking games, have they, this season? They must have won. I bet they won about five, half a dozen games by by single goal margins, and yeah, be one of those again on Saturday. Richard, obviously, we haven't heard from from yourself as much on on uh, the preview show this season. Is there, is there anyone in the the town squad that's that's really stuck out to you as, as sort of shone through and has been somebody that's either you know surprised you with their form or has been somebody that you, you thought has just been having a, a, a real great year? I have to say, Tom Lee's as I've been really pleased with how he's settled in because yeah. he's had hard times at both clubs. You know, I've, I've covered a lot of him when he was at Leeds, when I was at the Yorkshire Post and the same at Wednesday, to be honest, where initially he had a great impact there, but he's it, it, one of these lads, I don't know why, but he's one of these lads that sort of takes the flack when the team is struggling and fans yeah. will turn on him a little bit. Whereas I've never understood that, you know, we're on about Neil Warnock earlier, he turned on him once after a yeah, Leeds got beat at Ipswich, which, you know, was a strange thing to do because he was only a young kid then. And I've, I've never understood because I think he's, he's just the sort of player you want in your team. A, he's a, he's a cracking player. You know, I, I love watching him. I think he's good on the ball. I think he's brave. He's everything you want in a centre-half, if I'm honest. But B, he's actually a decent bloke as well. And I've never yeah. really understood why he gets the flak. So, to see him come in and make the impact he has, because obviously it was a free transfer, he was free agent in the summer, wasn't quite sure what would happen to him because obviously Wednesday had a horrible, horrible season last year. Yeah. But he's done brilliantly. You know, and it's come in, and I think he's made the difference to me because I, I like Matty Pearson. I always have, and uh, and Colwell. You know, he looks he looks a special talent. I think <laughs> we know he's going to go on and have a uh, a really really good career. Yeah. But I think Tom Lee's has has glued that together. Me at the back, I really do. I think he's, and that's I've, I've been delighted with that. So obviously, Lewis O'Brien. I saw him at Bradford when he won Player of the Year there. So you thought, well, this kid's got a chance, and he's 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 he's, he's really pushed on since then, since he came back to town. So you expected that from him. Scott High really pleased with his performance the other week against West Brom because, you know, there's a talent in there and obviously Hoggy's an important player for town. You only have to look at the results over the last six, seven years. If he's out, the win ratio doesn't half dip. So, you know, for Scott to come in and do and play like he did, absolutely fantastic. And so 20 Thomas, years old as well, that's that's not easy in the championship. Absolutely, absolutely. And then Sober Thomas as well. You know, the Sheffield United have a lad who's a, it was a good pal of his, Illiman and Dai. And Jai, sorry, and uh, they're both at Boreham Wood together, and both have the same coach. And uh, you know, to see him come in and do how he's done this season, you know, I know he's had a little bit of a dip lately, and he's swapped positions a little bit in the last week. But you know, it's, he's he's another one that I think, yeah, he's, he's really pushed on, and you know, he's a special player, and he's a key player for Town now. Yeah. So now, I think, but that just shows how good things that's going on at, at Town, really, because yeah. we're talking about players who are making you know, good impacts because, yeah. let's be fair, the previous three years have, have not been very enjoyable for anybody. No. So, what I will say about this, obviously, tomorrow's game is that uh, Carlos is careful in his press conference because Chris loves to pick <laughs> out something that the previous, that the opposition manager or player has said oh. and, uh, and stick it on the dressing room wall. It's very old school like that. So, not, you know, it can be the most ineffective thing in the world that is said and yet Chris will take offence at it and then it actually gets, uses that to fire his team up. So, just tell Carlos to be on his, uh, his best behaviour when he's chatting to the press later. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll pass the message across. Cheers for the heads up, Richard. Um, 
Leon, would you go along with that? Is they're the players that stood out to you as well? I'm really pleased that that Richards single um, yeah. out lazy as well because as yeah, you said, he's been yeah. incredibly reliable since coming into the club, and our fans have really taken to him as well. Yeah, I think the fact that that Richards mentioned so many players that that's just testament to it, isn't it? It's been yeah. I think I wrote in the match match report on Monday. It it has been a real. It can be a cliche sometimes, but it's been a real team effort there this season. You know, even look, you know, the amount of scorers, 13 or 14 different scorers. They seem a real genuine good set of set of lads. I mean, he's obviously come in and he's brought he's sorted out the, the defense, which 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 definitely needed to be. And like Richard said, I'm I'm very pleased for for Tom Lees as well. I mean, we we both know him know him quite a bit from being on, on the circuit. And he's he's a he's a thoughtful um thinker. He, he he talks a good game and he he really sort of cares about about the game. He's a genuine lad. He's a total professional, off the uh, on and off the pitch, twenty four seven. He treats his craft really really seriously. And he had a difficult year at, at Sheffield Wednesday um, last year, and he's had some tough times at Leeds, and and it was difficult off the pitch as well at, at Wednesday last year, as everybody knows. And he needed a lift and a, and a, a pick you up. And he and he's found uh, he's found a good home at, at Huddersfield. He's he's a senior professional. He's he's a um, a very good player at, at championship level. And uh, you know I'm absolutely delighted for him and great move for him. And um, you know it's one of those he, he's coming and I think the biggest tribute you could probably say it looks like he's been there um, a hell of a, a hell of a lot longer than three or four months, doesn't he? It looks like he's been part of the fittings for. For ages, and uh, he's, a, he's a smashing lad, but he's not alone there. You know, as, as Richard said, Marty Pearson, a, a great, a great pro. Naby Sarr, you know, you look at him. He came in the side um, back last Saturday. Was outstanding. Yeah, so they've got a real good core, and I, I think at the back as well, they've got a real good um, um, t- togetherness, togetherness and unity there, and, they, yeah. and it's serving them very well. No, I completely agree. I think you know we with the recruitment of Lee Nichols as well, and, and the yeah. entire new backline. It's it seems to have gelled really well. And uh, the point yeah. that you two have hinted on, and and something that yeah, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouths here. People can go back and watch the the preview shows and extra time from from all the other games. All the lads sort of trip over themselves to say how much they're enjoying playing with each other, yeah. coming into Canal yeah. side. Um, the the sort of unity and, and atmosphere in the place yeah. seems to. Yeah. Seems to be really strong, and, and they all get on really well, and, and spend a lot of time with each other away from the the training yeah. ground and away from match days as well, which I think is a good sign. And and you two know that that can take a, a team, especially somewhere like the Championship, where it's about momentum and an effort. Um, having that sort of willingness to play for each other can can take us a, a long way in this division. Is that is that fair to say, Richard? Do you think that's no, that definitely, right? definitely. You know, it's interesting you mentioned the point about. You know, players actually spending time together away from the club. I think that's always the acid test for a club that's actually going places. Because mentioned Chris Wilder's uh, Sheffield United. That's what they did. You know, that the, the if, if you went into certain coffee shops around Sheffield in the sort of afternoon, early afternoon, you'd see 15, 16 footballers there yeah. just 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 spending time. You know, they've been training in the morning. They've been put through a tough session. And whereas some clubs will go home and possibly is the case at the Sheffield United at the moment because it's not it's not a, a happy ship, as you can see from the results. Whereas, you know, sort of two, three years ago at Sheffield United under Chris, they were saying, you know, that basically it was called a coffee club. 
because they just wanted <laughs> to be together. You know, they didn't want to go home and see the families and pick the kids up from school, which obviously they did do. They didn't leave them at the school gates or anything like that. <laughs> they, they they actually wanted to be together, and that is the sign that you know a team is capable of achieving things. And we go back to that town team under under David. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's what it was like there. You you know you came down a canal side. And it didn't matter who you were chatting to, whether it was Heth, whether it was Hoggy, whether it was, you know, the lads up front. It, it, you could tell they loved being together. You know, that promotion team, they'll have a bond that will go on for 20, 30 years, you know, which I'm sure Town will be having 10-year anniversary dinners, 20-year anniversary, 30-year anniversary dinners. Sheffield United will, and that bond will keep going. And, you know, that, that could take Huddersfield Town a hell of a long way this season because, you know, the, the, the Championship is such a tight division with you know the margins of success and failure are so slim yeah, yeah. that that little bit in team spirit and and togetherness that can push you over the line whereas you know a team end up finishing seventh or eighth who haven't got that bond yeah absolutely i think the fact that so many games are tight as well richard as well you know that that extra you know you, you you're in a difficult environment a difficult game that last 10 minutes really digging deep and it, it sounds like a cliche but it isn't isn't it you you, you need that unity that that um, comradeship to get you through at certain times in the season, and you know, you look at look at town a few years ago under, under David. That was that was them to a T, wasn't it? I mean, I remember that winner. They had a, a famous win at Rotherham, didn't they? Right at the death, I think. Yeah, Tommy Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah three two. Yeah. You know that was Valentine's uh, Day, I think. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and you know that 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 team was so tight and and so together, created memories not just in. Not just in sport, but in life, and they'll reflect reflect on that. You know, when the when the old and grey and pensioners, and they'll probably reflect on going to going to Sweden and having to catch fish on a remote island and fending for themselves. It all, I, I think all... they can finally talk about that without chills now, can't they? It's that <laughs> moment, right? it's like five years have passed, but if you ever brought it up before, you could see they were just like. You know, it's, it's nice to talk about now, but them days were absolute hell. But yeah. it formed a bond, and that's it. Does come from the top. You know, yeah. Carlos yeah. deserves huge credit for creating this. Obviously, not just in the atmosphere he's, he's creating around the club, but bringing in these characters. You know, we talked, touched on Tom Lee's. That's so important. Characters, yeah. you know, talent will take you so far. But if you're talent and you've not got that character and determination, then you'll bob about in Leagues 1 and League 2. Whereas if you want to really push on and succeed, get in the Premier League by winning promotion, his character's a huge part of that. Obviously, you need the talent. You can't have 11 yeah. lads who are just great characters because they're going to do nowhere. But you're the manager and, you know, the recruitment because it's not all just watching players on a Tuesday night and see how they play. It's doing your homework on them. And that's a big thing Chris Wilder's on and he'll be doing at Middlesbrough now. Yeah. Whoever comes in will be that character who can mix and, 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 and get stuck in when it's needed. And fair play to Carlos and all his... You know, they've, they've, had, they've had some flack over the time of the recruitment staff at town. You know, you, you, you don't have to look far to see that. But they've built a real band of brothers here. And I think, you know, they deserve a shout out as well as Carlos. Yeah. No, I think um, I think Carlos and, and Lee Bromby have, have, have built a, a really good squad this year. And, and, and that hopefully should uh, touch wood stand us in good stead this weekend. But that, I think that's a great point to, to leave it on. Um, thank you to for, for your time as ever. Um, we'll see you at uh, the John Smiths on, on Saturday, hopefully. Uh, Town have been really good this year at, at backing up um, poor results with, yeah. with victories. So yeah. hopefully that, uh, that's a, a, another one on, on Saturday. We'll, we'll see. But thank you very much to you too. Thank you very much to, to, to Sports Broker for making the show possible. And uh, we'll speak to you both later. No problem. No problem. Enjoy it.